Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, here with bite-sized episodes to empower, educate, and enlighten you with ways to lose weight, heal your gut, and achieve your ideal health so you can live an adventure-filled life. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing the causes of heart disease and hypertension, specifically how this relates to metabolic health. Yes, heart disease and high blood pressure are both metabolic disorders. Heart disease is still the leading cause of death in both men and women in the U.S., with just under 700,000 deaths every year, and it affects over 81 million people walking amongst us. And nearly half of all adults in the U.S. have high blood pressure, with slightly higher rates in men than women, but about half of the population. Now, to be considered elevated blood pressure, that's anything over 120 over 80. This can either be a systolic over 120 or a diastolic over 80 or both. Having elevated blood pressure also increases your risk of developing heart disease or having a stroke. Now, the term heart disease is really not very descriptive. It encompasses a wide variety of health conditions like hypertension, a thickening of the heart muscle, blood vessel plaques, or really nearly any other condition of the heart or the cardiovascular system. Now, what mainstream health and conventional medicine likely won't tell you is that insulin resistance is at the root cause of heart diseases. Nearly everyone with high blood pressure also has insulin resistance, And new research is showing that insulin resistance and high insulin levels cause the development of heart diseases. Now, the great news is that in most cases of heart disease and hypertension, they can be improved through diet and lifestyle, not necessarily using medications or even surgeries. Sadly, standard practices still use medications as a first line. But what does the research actually say about these medications specifically for hypertension? Well, randomized clinical control trials have shown that medications either don't improve or only slightly improve outcomes of otherwise healthy people that have stage 2 hypertension, meaning they have a systolic over 140 or a diastolic over 90, or both. And a review of 38,000 patient charts found no reduction in risk of heart disease events or risk of death in those that had mild hypertension when they were taking medications. So there's two major studies that have been conducted that show little to no benefit in a lot of people taking heart disease or hypertension medications. So let's get back to the causes of hypertension and heart disease. Both can be caused by a variety of factors, and some do require some specialized treatment, like in those who have kidney or endocrine disorders, 
sleep apnea, vascular abnormalities, and if they're taking some medications that cause the hypertension. The most common cases are directly related to other factors like obesity, a sedentary lifestyle, excessive alcohol consumption, smoking, stress, family history, or genetics. What is little discussed is the insulin resistance piece, but insulin resistance is directly tied to nearly all cardiovascular diseases. In fact, abdominal obesity comes with the increased risk of fat around your organs like your liver, which directly relates to insulin resistance. This weight also causes changes in hormones that can alter the kidneys, the adrenal glands, and all the other tissues that can affect blood pressure. How do high insulin and insulin resistance lead to hypertension and cardiovascular diseases? Well, number one, insulin causes excess secretion of a hormone called aldosterone from the adrenal glands. This contributes to the body retaining both salt and water. This increases the volume of the blood and therefore increases blood pressure. Insulin also causes a thickening of the blood vessel walls, which means the inside of the blood vessel is narrower. That's less space for the blood volume to travel in, and this tighter space increases the pressure inside the vessel, again contributing to higher blood pressure. Insulin also activates the sympathetic nervous system, or your stress response, also known as the fight-or-flight response. This causes blood vessels to constrict. In truly stressful situations, like when you're running from a predator, this constriction is helpful and it can increase blood flow for nutrients and oxygen delivery that you need during the stressful situation. But we don't want to live in this stressed out state all the time. Insulin also decreases nitric oxide release which prevents the blood vessels from being able to dilate or open up. If the vessels can't dilate, the blood will be under greater pressure. This goes back to the same thing of having smaller space for the blood to travel in. And insulin also causes unhealthy changes to your blood cholesterol, like having smaller, more dense molecules that can more easily infiltrate your blood vessel lining causing atherosclerosis. And insulin can contribute to there being too many lipids or triglycerides in your blood. And lastly, insulin increases inflammation markers like C-reactive protein. Interestingly, insulin can be anti-inflammatory in insulin-sensitive people, but it increases inflammation in insulin-resistant people. Now you combine this increased inflammation with increased blood pressure and you've dramatically increased your risk of blood vessel damage. Okay, so do you now see how significant insulin resistance and metabolic health are on your cardiovascular health? But what can you do about it? Well, number one, test. Find out where your risks are right now. A basic panel that would be 
looking at your blood pressure, your fasting glucose, fasting insulin, hemoglobin A1C, a cholesterol panel, a CBC with differential, and a comprehensive metabolic panel at a minimum. Most conventional doctors should be able and willing to run this for you. The only one you might have to fight for a little bit is fasting insulin, but definitely fight for this one. It is critical. Number two, focus on diet. Insulin resistance is directly related to blood sugars and the type of dietary fats that you consume. Blood sugar is directly related to carbohydrate intake. So overall, eliminate as many processed foods as you possibly can. This includes baked goods, most bars, pre-made drinks and meals, refined sugars, and low-quality vegetable oils like canola, corn, cottonseed, soybean, safflower, sunflower, grapeseed, and rice bran oils. And then focus on eating whole-quality meats, eggs, seafood, above-ground vegetables, and limited whole fruits. And then limit the amount of grains of any kind that you consume and the amount of starchy root vegetables that are grown underground. Number three, move. Exercise at least a few days a week and walk every single day. Specifically, walk after meals and do resistance training at least three times per week. You can do this with body weight or with added resistance or weight. And number four, I really recommend that you work with a professional to achieve your goals. This might be your more holistically or functionally minded doctor, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a well-trained personal trainer, or a holistic nutritional professional like me. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you know anyone who could benefit from this information, please feel free to share it. And I'd love it if you would leave me a five-star review in your podcast player. It really does help others find this information. Next week, we'll be back talking about metabolic health and thyroid disorders. Until then, be well and vibrant. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one -on -one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.